Welcome back to the show, Vitamizers. I'm Allison here with MSW Lounge in Austin, Texas. Um, as always, got a couple opening remarks before we get to our guest for the day. Um, as always, this show is brought to you by MSW Lounge, located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, tons of other local company offerings for ways for you to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. You can find out more at www.mswlounge.com. That link will be in the description of this podcast as well. We are also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. We are also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. All right, so our guest today is Colin Loria. Colin is the owner of Cryo Body Works in North Austin, and they're kind of a recovery center as well. So they've got obviously cryotherapy, uh, but they also have compression boots. Uh, they have the PEMF therapy, like Amelia was talking about a couple of episodes ago on episode 30. And they actually have some of our shop blends there available as well, the MSW and Slenderella shop blends. So definitely swing by if you're on the north side. And Colin was a super insightful, really kind person to talk to. We really liked this episode. So hope you enjoy too. Without further ado, here is Colin Loria. Sweet. Awesome. Welcome to another episode of the How Do You Health podcast. We got Colin Laria,ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。ラリア。
I have a always, new movie out. Always a pleasure to come meet with you guys and have a little bit of Jeff I I take that as a huge compliment because my wife had a huge crush on Jeff Goldblum back in <laughs> her high school days. She liked the fly, right? She thought that he was cute then. And then I've seen him grow old gracefully. So I'm just like, I'll totally be Jeff Goldblum yeah, in 20 you're, years, man. Right? You're throwing it down, man. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, since I cut the hair, I guess it's like a spot-on doppelganger. So. Now, are you a musician? I don't consider myself a musician. I play guitar. Yeah. Does that count? It does. He's, yeah. uh, he's a guitar player as well. Of course he is, right? He's probably a badass dude, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah of course he is. <laughs> Do you play music? Uh, piano. A little bit. Really? Yeah. What were you trained in? Not trained. No? My, fa my father, he's the master of pianist. Yeah? Oh my god, yeah. Classical all the way? Self-taught. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, we have, nice. a, we have a nice piano at the house. Uh, one of the Steinway designers actually designed this one. Merrick plays Mozart and you know Beethoven and all that. It's incredible because I tried to teach myself yellow by Coldplay one time. Just it was like power chords, like from the guitar onto there, and all I could do is just this. I can't do like the little pedals and all that stuff too. It's tricky. It is tricky. So your brain must be wired pretty well to be able to do that. Yeah, I've surprised myself on a few occasions, but it's all about practice and discipline and repetition. Just like everything else. Yeah. Is that everything? Like, so, like, speaking of, is that what you do for your health and wellness? What, what do you do for your discipline and your routine? Well, um, I mean, it came from my love of athletics, really, and the need to sustain um, higher performance levels. And that moved into training and managing other professional athletics as well. Um, and that bled into the realm of health. Yeah. You know, what's actually going to support the foundation of a great athlete. And that branched off even further to um, what's going to support the athlete mentally and emotionally. You know, athletes that I'm finding um, come to our facility, they really have to have all aspects of the spectrum of wellness dialed in to be competitive. At, at least in today's day and age, you know, now we're dealing with the best yeah. Uh, most competitive athletes on the planet, and it's just getting better. So it forces people to really innovate. Yeah, no. Hey, what's up, man? Join our podcast. <laughs> no, come on in. It's cool. I was trying to pick up some stuff. Did yeah. Graham tell you? Yeah, is yeah. I just did that. Um, I can. Are you drink sure? Break. This is about drink break. Yeah. 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 Ashley's, in Ashley's in there. Ashley's in there. Ashley's in there. Nurse. Come on back here. All right. Yeah. I was just going to Part of our up. podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pause. So, so what about uh, your foundation for the pursuit of wellness? Where did it, where did, where did it start? So I've always been, I, I was a college player, a tennis player, and uh, I think that you always get that drive to like continue to compete in something, right? And so that, that turned into... Tennis was hard to continue after college because it, it, it's really hard to find other good yeah. tennis players where you're not just like chasing balls around and like I I never like to coach tennis I mean, it's just not like like I love tennis and I just want to play it so you were technically a pro too right yeah I was I was play, I played Ooh, in one professional man. tournament okay and so, now we now I know what you're doing so so technically I was a professional for at least for like a, a week I mean I got my ass kicked on that one. I mean, I played one match, one professional tennis match. I think I won, like, 12 points total. Not games, 12 points. 
but still, to be able to say that I played a professional game is, is commendable. It's is, is cool, right? Um, but, uh, and so, yeah, so it's always, like, difficult for me to just get out there and, like, hit some balls around with people. It's just, it's not, I, I don't enjoy it, right? And so, not in that way. It's not hitting your uh, unless I'm playing with someone else that can just like hit, you know, keep a rally of like, you know, back and forth. But so that turned into like, what else can I compete with? Is uh, and so I started doing marathons and turned into Ironmans and, and, and just like how to optimize, like being able to, to do all that. And then I got injured, um, so I and, and I just ended up doing a yoga class just because I wanted to go do a yoga class. And, yeah. Um, with, with someone I, I sorry, uh, sort of chased. Uh, <laughs> he had a crush on a girl and went to a yoga class with her. <laughs> sure, and so, um, but it was just like, I don't understand, like, what's the point of this, right? Like, it's other than, than, like, obviously you're doing different yoga poses, but what got me was that I was doing that, like, I didn't have anything to do as far as, like, competition just because I was recovering from an injury and I couldn't go and, like, just pound the run or do that for hours so someone was doing like uh as i said like a hundred day challenge of yoga mm, yeah and i was like oh i can do that like, that's, that's a competition right like being able to show up every day for a hundred days and so then that turned into a yoga passion after that and you know it's been it'll almost be two years now and i have not not practiced yeah. yoga since then so, so it's been cool yeah, I think, um, you know, especially with higher-end athletics, you get into this primal focus, and it's releasing so many different um, aspects of your body in terms of uh, hormones that are forcing you to expand in ways that you didn't necessarily know that you could grow. And once you reach that kind of um, trajectory, and let's say you hit a bump or something, you get injured, and you have to kind of fall back and then um, build yourself up again, that could be really hard, but um, yoga, yoga gives you that access to that primal focus, um, even in the most subtle moves. Sure, yeah. You know? And it's it's forcing growth in all different ways. There's so many ways to practice it, right? Too. That's the thing. Because you know, even I have a more recent injury in the same knee, but that was from doing like uh, Ashtanga yoga, so doing like lotus poses. I just like but then I was like, okay, well then since that's happening, then I can just focus on like handstands, because mm -hmm. I can like be on my arms, and which is <laughs> like, that that turned into that, right, and so then that started healing, so I'm like, alright, so I can go back to doing other things, it's like, oh my god, like I'm actually, this is easier now since I had stepped away from it to do some of, some of these poses now that I can, yeah. which is weird. Yeah, that's actually a good point, coming, you know, I was similar you know, I was an athlete before a yogi, and coming back into yoga and opening up my body and my mind in the ways that yoga allows you to do is transformative, and it really makes you rethink how to approach athletics after that. And so it gives you a lot of inspiration of, of the amount of power you were leaving on the table as an athlete because you didn't actually know how to unlock your body in the way yeah. that yoga allows. Well, a simple one was, like, after I started doing yoga for a while and I started running again, I noticed that my strides were longer, I gained speed because of that, and then I was just breathing a lot less, and my, my heart rate doesn't really get up that high anymore, even after, like, running or sprinting, just because I can breathe through it, and which is, like, that's something that I would have never, if I would have just continued to compete, never done yoga, I would have never learned that on my own. Yeah. Yeah. I used to not even stretch. 
Yeah, <laughs> he was running uh, marathons, and I looked at him one day. He said, "My back kind of hurts," and I was like, "Well, touch your toes." Couldn't do it. Like he like stopped up here, like at his knees. I was like, "That can't be good for you, right?" So, yeah. so I guess that's kind of like what got me thinking as far as like recovery is prevention, right? I mean, that's essentially what you you have over there at your place, right? Hyperbaric chamber, cryotherapy, all that stuff. Yogi's always. I mean, you, how many classes did you do Sunday? Four. He did four classes wow. of yoga on Sunday. That's funny. <laughs> well, one of them was yin, so it was just, it was just chill. Yeah, but that's their mentality. It's like, I'm so flexible that an injury doesn't affect me, right? Like, I just kind of just fight through it. But that's the mentality of an athlete, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're healing your body in all different aspects of your, your spectrum, you're going to lead to something that um, solves one problem, and it's going to cascade into other areas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but as a high-end tennis player, you, you get used to this level of intensity, and you can push through yoga if you're uh, if you're used to the kind of pain and suffering that a yeah. tennis player. Is you modify, to. right? You modify. How many classes of yoga do you think you've done in the past thirty days? Twenty-seven. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> <That was laughs> no, no. In the past thirty days, exactly. it was been more than thirty because I do at least one, so maybe like forty. Forty yeah. classes. In the past in the past He's been twenty-seven this month. Yeah, that will translate. It, you know, even even if just doing one for the average person, you know, that'll translate into better athletic activity or yeah. Yeah. or just your mood. You know, um, so that's awesome. What well, I, I think that's who is it? You ran into a friend of ours too, and he was there at Wonderlust, and he was like, "How many classes are you doing?" Paul's like, "I'm doing four. He's like, "You're nuts. Like, why would you do that?" I don't thirty day challenge. Well, I don't. I mean, something like that. I don't think is as bad as like you know lifting weights for thirty days in a row. Like, I mean, that's going to obviously mm-hmm. cause a lot of detrimental damage. Yogis don't have the same type of wear and tear. Yeah, right? it's a dynamic type of movement. Yes, yeah. it's just such a you know a limited range of motion. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, being fair, the last class, the fourth class, I did like more than half of the class in Charlesville. So <laughs> sometimes that's what you need, man. Yeah. I like, Connect to Gaia and you'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for the savasana. Yeah, I have done that before, where I just did whole savasana, and it was more just because I wanted to test myself if I could like not do anything while everybody was doing stuff, and it was uh, difficult to like, yeah. to just lay there. <laughs> for it's an difficult hour. to lay there for an hour. It is and not because it's like you're thinking about like, man, these guys are just like looking at me, and like they're probably like, what the hell? This guy's taking a space because. Yoga Wonderlust gets packed, right? So it's like yes. I'm taking a spot. <laughs> They're pissed at you. <laughs> I just laid down the whole time. <laughs> I needed to work out. Oh my gosh, that's something I need to try. I'm, I'm like John. I'm there for the savasana. Like, I'm just yeah. Respect the savasana. Yeah. I just yeah. Is it savasana or shavasana? Uh, shavasana. S is is in Sanskrit. S is S H. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I I like. Doing yoga to where I do feel like I get a workout in, but like the aspect of the calm, like cooling down, that's something you don't normally get from like lifting weights. Like you don't normally get like yeah. that calming, like stress relief. People think that they really stress when they go work out, you know, and they go work out for an hour or two. Like that's how I got everything out. But sometimes they get too ramped up, right? Especially if they're doing it at the end of the day, cortisol's going up, stressors are going up, right? Then they say they injure something, mm-hmm. cause a little bit of inflammation, you know. We had uh, some friends of ours that went with us to yoga, and they were CrossFitters, man. Like, those hardcore, like, flipping tires and the 
you know, the sledgehammer and all that, and then we did a morning yoga class, and they were like, what is this, like, level five? Like, you know, like, we were sweating our asses off over here, man. And I was like, all we're doing is yoga. You said, he's like, yeah, I thought it was just a bunch of stretching. And I'm like, yeah, well, you hold it for a little oh, longer, man. right? See how you can do it. no idea. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I definitely could see how, you know, that's a whole body approach. There was a guy that we listened to this past weekend. He was talking about, like, the planes, as far as, you know, or like, uh, like I guess the movement? front, yeah, the movement mm-hmm. plans. And he's like, basically saying, like, if you're not doing any lateral movement, you're missing the boat because oh. everything is basically just front and back. That's yes. the whole like, point of my whole training program is, like, incorporating all three always. Yeah. Like, that's, so, that's something that there's considered fairly new and is just sort of getting into the mainstream finally. It's, it's orthogonals, right? Like XYZ plane is yeah. essentially what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is like everything is like an X plane, right? Like it just goes forward and back, right? Everything. Squats, lifting, bends, like everything's Absolutely. there, right? You you read my mind. Um, actually, that is something I wanted to touch on. You just led right into that. Um, as I was progressing as an athlete, um, with sprints and winning 5Ks and things like that, I came up against a wall of knee pain. And you know, my first reaction was, okay, it's, you know, it's just my knee. You know, that's, that's what it was. But it, it was actually deferred pain that um, came from a lack of lateral strengthening, which comes up from your IT bends to my hips. Yeah. And um, as soon as I started incorporating lateral strengthening, um, and specific yoga stretches, um, like um, revolved half moon and things like that. That's, that feels so good. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that just unlocked my body, and I could run again. I could sprint again, and that actually um, was plaguing me for about a year, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and then boom, just fixed it. You know, the the hip hip flexors that most people complain about, they're a muscle that's located right here in the front of the hip for people who, you know, don't know where the hip flexor is at, but it's always contracted. Like we're sitting down right now, we're contracting this muscle, right? And for most people, you talk about like IT band issues and all that stuff. I mean, how many people walk around with tight hip flexors and IT band? And you can almost see them when they're walking, right? They come in by complaining about something. So yeah, you see how they're, you know, basically sticking their stomach out or they're coming back, you know? and you know, what's interesting about yoga is that the hip flexors, when you do that release, it's such an emotional connection, right? Like, it, what's what's the connection with the hips and the, uh, and, and basically the release, like the emotional release in yoga? Your what solar plexus. Yeah, yeah, the solar plexus. Yeah. yeah, all right. So solar plexus is for what, for people like me who don't know? Well, that's going to be like the, the emotional, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like the, it's the orange one, right? The solar yeah. plexus, it's like tied to all your emotions and third chakra. I was going to say it's a chakra. Yeah. yeah. Third chakra, you're um, one of the areas of your body that you're drawing power and it's very close obviously to your second chakra and, and you know a lot of our our, our, hormone, our hormones, our synapse firing hormones of course are coming from our gut health and all of that's connected. So. Yeah. Well, I always find that whenever there's hip re- like releases, like in yoga's like uh, classes, like I tend to have an emotional release totally. as well, right? So there's no coincidence that People have all this, these tight muscles and these things that never get like released and, and they never get loose, right? They're always tight. They're always tight. Think about that emotional response that people walk around with all the time, right? Like we get stressors all day 
from every aspect of life and how do we release them, right? We think by working out every now and then it's going to do it, but that might add, you know, fuel to the fire here, right? And so then you say we walk around just in the bunches of stress and how do we release them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming in. And so, yeah, so like, how do we release them? We do hip openers or, you know, you tend to do what? Well, I think that's, you know, something important. A lot of yoga teachers, they talk about making space for your body. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you're, especially an athlete or even anybody, um, and you make space for your body in ways you didn't really know existed, it is that emotional release. Um, Deepak Chopra, you guys are probably yeah. very familiar with him and a lot of our audiences as well, um, recently came to Austin for his uh, Future of Wellness talk and seminar. And one of the principal things that he talked about is that the... Um, the mind is not separate from our physical bodies. We're all, everything is absolutely connected. And you really have to take that into consideration for, um, for the pain that you're feeling. You know, that's really something you get to you know, look a little bit more deeply at that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I agree. I mean, most of the issues are more symptom-based than we treat, like, in the society, right? Like, mm-hmm. think about someone comes into, you know, your, your, your business and they say, hey, I got back pain. Or I got knee pain, right? And it's like, well, did you injure it? Like, no, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? It, was, it came out of nowhere. Nothing just comes out of nowhere, right? <laughs> Never. Yeah, so it's like it was leading to it. Was there something that you were compensating for? Like, even before this started, right, you were talking about, you know, the compensation factor, right? Like, what are you doing that's causing pain to occur in your ankle when you never, you know, had an ankle problem to begin with? It's how you distribute your weight, how you carry yourself, posture, and it just builds up over time. And, that's kind of what we were talking with Baldo and his, you know, tight lower back. It's like it was a matter of time before eventually something was going to happen. Something was going to talk to you. Yeah, something was going to come out and say, stop doing that crap. Like, it hurts, right? But if we miss the signs and the symptoms, right, then we don't ever get to see what the actual issue is, right? Like, depression. Depression is a symptom. Usually there's something else going on, right? Pain is a symptom of some kind of damage or inflammation somewhere else, right? So go to the root cause. And then usually you can start treating the issue. What I think that another thing from yoga is that it allows you to, well, I don't know if you're learning it or at least you're more aware of listening to your body, right? So you can pick up on those signs earlier. Much higher awareness of your body. Right. Because then it also goes back even as far back as nutrition, right? Because a lot of that also, you know, if you're learning to like... there's one, 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 one thing to say, like, oh, I'm hungry, but then another thing is, like, I have a specific craving because I'm probably lacking this type of nutrition yeah. right now. And, it, and there's levels of that, right? But if you never take the time to listen to that or at least to pay attention to that, like, then you have to wait until you have, like, a serious injury to, or, or a serious condition. It's like, oh, now I have this going on instead of, like, picking it up at the very, like, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're solving the physical aspect of an ailment and then at that point you're going to open yourself up for more awareness where, you know, I'm having an issue that's, you know, I've already dealt with the physical aspect of this, but then it comes into the other realms of wellness. You know, you can't just attack the problems from one angle, you know, it's all full spectrum. And then you become more aware of maybe the nutritional deficiencies that you have. Um, I was traveling just uh, a week and a half ago to L.A. and I had a disagreement with my mother, which rarely ever happens, and I was kind of stressed out about it, and I didn't want to feel like, um, you know, I was, I was taxed or stressed before, before
before heading on this trip. So I dashed over here, got one of these, <laughs> immediately was already feeling good. And um, what did we get that day? As far as shot? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, I felt like I had like symptoms of maybe a migraine coming on. Okay. And... Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's maybe <laughs> yes. like just maybe some mood boosters, a little detox, and then just general kind of just feel good stuff. Taurine. Taurine gave me that. Okay. Probably B5. Uh, choline as well. Okay. And uh, I think it was B5 P P5 and something else. It was probably the B5, P which was calming. Yeah, because. The, the reason the B5 is so calming, and we're looking at a menu here for people who wonder what we keep staring at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the offensive the distance. Yeah, offensive distance, our, our, our menu over there. The B5 is lowers cortisol, right? And so, you know, it's funny that you said that you felt really good. You didn't come in saying, I need energy to feel good, right? If anything no. else, you had too much energy. Like, yeah. you know, you're like, I need to shift the energy into another realm that's going to allow me to be calm and be at peace with all this, right? Because it's not so much energy was here, maybe it was too much up there in your head. Yeah, I mean, I had, you know, I had identified that I was having an emotional response that was triggering something that was um, physical. Sure. And I immediately called up my mother, talked to her about whatever issue we had, and we resolved it. But I was still like, all right, now I just need to just make sure my body hasn't been taxed beyond belief because of this stressful situation. Sure. And that's where you guys came in and it worked like a charm. I had an incredible trip. Well, that's so. good to hear. I, I, that that means a lot because honestly, that's that's essentially why we do what we do here yeah. is because you're, you're trying to treat something that isn't usually addressed, right? Emotional and mental health is rarely talked about until it's too late, right? With all the people who go through issues when it comes to depression, you know, you look at Anthony Bourdain, I mean, there was a lady from the UK that didn't even know Kate Spade. She has her, her purse. She didn't even know she had just passed. Right? Oh, my God. What was that all about? You know? how? Why? Like, how could that happen? It's because, you know, a lot of the issues that are underlining, and I'm not saying they don't get addressed. It's just that they need to be addressed on a constant basis, right? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. The discipline that you talked about before to keep going out and saying, hey, not only do I want my muscles to look good and, you know, be fit, but what about my brain? What about my mood? Like, what am I doing every day to kind of just continuously address that? And for some people, it's a struggle, right? Because there's there's nothing that's just one easy fix, right? I take medications, I do this, right? But it needs to be part of the whole, right? Like, the mental and emotional aspects of when we treat health and wellness is always talked about. I know when your clients come in and see you, I mean, we talked about the muse, right? Like, why would you even bring up the muse unless it was an issue that you saw that was going on with them? It's like, you need to calm down. You need some meditation. You need something up here as well as here. This would help you. You know, if you're trying to project yourself in a world where, um, you know, positive energy is a wonderful feedback loop, yeah. and you're having um, a physical nutritional deficiency, which is causing a uh, lapse in the hormones that actually able to sustain that, yeah. then uh, you're going to come up against the wall. And I really, really appreciate that the time that we're living in is really a health revolution. And people are becoming more focused on all the different spectrums that will keep them in equilibrium. Um, and this is, this is a part of that. So Yeah, well, I, I'm very proud 
of the work that we accomplish here. And I, I call it work because there's a lot that goes into this. Just like just like everything that everything that you it's not work. It really is not. I mean it's my life work. It's our life work now. It's our passion. But it's because we hear your stories. Like you come in and say, hey, that got me through what I needed at that time. And you know it's like I needed some help. I was a little down. I was a little stressed. I came in here, you made me feel good. You know, like that's that is on so many levels to someone say, like, I feel good. Like, how many oh, times does someone yeah. say that in a day? I feel good today. It's tremendously rewarding. You know, it's a, our, our lives are acts of service, and that dedication is, uh, is laborious, but it's also extremely rewarding when you're able to make a profound difference for someone's life. And, you know, we have to kind of support each other, even though we're, we're the healer's healers in, yeah. in different ways, right? And uh, I think that's what makes just uh, Austin so great is we have just a realm of incredible uh, people who are doing it. Oh, yeah. To support it. And yeah, I found myself all the time saying, like, oh, that guy lives here, too? Like, oh, we need to connect. Because it, it feels like you can connect with anyone in Austin. That, that, that's the cool it thing. It does feel. It feels very... And that's one. Of, I, that's why Austin's plastered all over here because this is my happy place, right? Because when people come to Austin, they come here to visit. And they come here because it's a destination, like one of the best places to visit, one of the best places to live, food, you know, mm-hmm. outdoor activities. People come here and they, it's rare that someone says, I hate Austin. Yeah, never. I didn't <laughs> like it all. I did not have fun at all. There was nothing to do there. It doesn't happen. But when you find something that makes you get up in the morning and want to experience more out of life, I think that's something that should be explored. And so when you meet people here in Austin, like Baldo, for example, not only does he do yoga every damn day, he teaches it. Like, how many yoga instructors do we know, right? How many people who own a health and wellness business practice what they preach, right? You're not just saying, hey, I, I open it up because, you know, it's a moneymaker. No, it's like, yeah. this is this is part of me. This is what I do, right? And this is what I want to share with other people. So saying you're a healer is right. Like, you're a healer. Yeah, I think the thing about the revolution that we're in right now is just the tip of the iceberg, and yeah. people become more aware of, you know, what things actually really support the foundation of health and wellness, is that they're able to discern, you know, who is really in this because of more of an unconditional um, passion for helping others, as opposed to just popping open franchises and, you know, who is actually representing uh, and and walking the, the talk. Yeah, of course. You know, and yeah. so, you know, you'll see that there's a, it's, it's easier to find that for people in Austin, I think. Yeah, I mean, you see people who are running, cycling, all the time outside, and you feel lazy if you're not doing it. At least I do. I'm like, man, I should be going doing that. Whereas, like, I only work out once today. Damn yeah, yeah. Like, I'm about to do a double here later if you want to join, or do four classes. Like, that's the, like, the, the standard now, I guess. Just always doing, know, all, always working out, man. You like now you got, what are you going to do to top that? Five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you could always do a yoga retreat, right? And it's yoga oh, all day. That's, yeah. <laughs> I still have never done that before, but like, Costa Rica I mean, I guess training would be, you can consider training doing yoga all day, I guess. Like going to teacher training. I saw you when you were going through training. You were exhausted. Oh, yeah. It was, and I was like, like you, I was like, wait a second. You go take yoga classes, and you're training to teach yoga, and you, your your coursework is doing yoga all day. Yeah. He's like, i got to hold the poses all day, or i got to redo this. And I'm like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, because in Austin, people are fit. They're also very... 
they take care of themselves, yeah, right? They take care of themselves. So Baldur gets to hang out with a bunch of good-looking people who take care of themselves. So he doesn't mind doing four days of, or four classes a day of. Some would say fun. Some would say masochistic. <laughs> Either way, people look at him and they're like, "Yeah, you look a lot lighter than you did a couple years ago when I saw you, right?" Because what what is it now? How much have you lost? I haven't weighed myself in a long. It's been over. Sixty pounds. Sixty pounds. Yeah. He went on a ninety day wow. no sugar. That's amazing. No sugar. No sugar, no grains, yeah. No grains. No, no, no grains. Oh. <laughs> I you said no grains. Oh no. Wait a second here. Carnivore. Well he just it was weird because like if you look at going back to like maybe the mental and emotional health, right? Take care of yourself. In a place like Austin, diet is everything, right? Like, how many restaurants are gluten-free nowadays? I mean, we even have one, like, picnic that cooks in avocado, uh, avocado oil, right? Yeah. Which is cool, right? And they're all keto? And they're keto, yeah, they're, they're paleo. paleo. It's funny, we went to Allison's graduation, not, uh, was it last year? Yeah. Just last year, right? And it's funny, because she's paleo, gluten-free, and all that stuff, and you saw, like, the regular <laughs> snacks for everyone else, and then, like, you saw the Austin snacks that were basically, like, that one's gluten-free, that one's paleo, this one's keto, this one's only made with, like, raw organic sugar and all that. My dad was very proud. He made little yeah. signs for everything to, like, yeah. mark what it had and what it didn't have. But, see, it's, it's interesting, because most people think, like, she's eating like that because she wants to stay fit and all that, but most people eat that way because they want to feel better. Because they realize that processed ingredients and processed foods don't make them feel good. Yeah, they've had enough experimentation on their own to know what just sucks. Yeah. Drag them down in energy and, and beyond that. Um, you know, Austin's incredible. Um, there are more vegan places in Austin, and I am actually vegan, nice. than San Francisco. Really? You know, there's full disclosure about what's in, in on the menu here. Yeah. You know, there's more focus of giving people more you know, fresh organic vegetables and, um, yeah. That's I also love that nobody bats an eye at, like, you adjusting your order. Like. <laughs> oh, they, they, they are so prepared. It's like, you know, yeah, it's amazing. Well, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't even look at menus anymore. It's like, I want this, this, and that. Make it for me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, what was it? We went to Kirby the other day. <laughs> and he, he, he requested Brussels sprouts. And it was in some random like Mexican plate or something like that. I was like, well, I really just kind of want Brussels sprouts instead. Like, She's like, you. done. <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. You know, like yeah. that's rare that happens. Like we went, I went to like a pizza joint in San Antonio one time with a friend because that's where they wanted to go eat. And I went to the lady. I was like, y'all got gluten free crust? She's like, gluten free? Like, what? <laughs> so. She's like, we got a salad bar, and it's like you know the iceberg lettuce and those little square hams that they have. You know the aren't very good for oh, you at man. all. Well, hopefully it's ham. I don't know. <laughs> you, right? But yeah, like, but you have to be in tune with your body, right? Like you have to be aware, right? The idea is saying, I ate something, I was bloated afterwards. And my, you know, I had to like feel like I didn't do my belt totally. level, right? But people are like, oh, that's a digestive issue. Yeah. What? What are you talking about? I went to the bathroom fine. It's like, no, your stomach was bloated after that. Totally. You know, that's one of the things that um, I've come up across recently, which is really trying to focus in on, you know, what's the right, what's the right uh, meal time? What time do I feast? Ah. And I've started more experimenting with time-restricted eating. And, you know, we have grown up in a society where it's 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. But that's really not where the hunter-gatherer evolved from. You know, our our ancestors didn't necessarily have food available to them in the morning. They had to go and find it. Yeah. And so um, the way that I structure my meals, it's been successful for me. I know um, it's kind of a, a growing trend, which is the intermittent fasting yeah. thing, giving your digestive system a break so that it can build the fire and um, you know, you're able to move your body, getting blood flow happening, and your, digest your digestive system is more prepared to metabolize all of the food and extract the nutrients from the food that you're eating. So the way that I do it, mm -hmm. and it's worked tremendously well, and there's lots of other professional examples, including a UFC champion and legend, George St. Pierre, um, is I push my my first meal until about uh, one or two o'clock. Okay. And so then I have a, like a medium-sized or light lunch, and then I'm having a full, you know, very big dinner, and and then I have uh, you know probably like what 14 hours of of uh, time-restricted uh, break for my digestive system. Uh, that's changed my life. And um, athletes like George St. Pierre, you know, they're trying to meet certain weight classes for these fights. And, you know, he's trying to gain weight and eating every two hours to meet their, their target. And uh, it's, a, it's not a healthy way to do it. Your body has its own homeostasis that it wants. And uh, he ended up developing um, ulcerative colitis as a result of it. And the only thing that has helped him really um, shift the pendulum back and correct that. And you know, he works with the best people on the planet for this stuff. And, and that's been time-restricted eating, the, the, the fasting, and um, just lots of nutritious veggies. Yep. So, so. Michelle Norris was on the podcast last week, and she talked about how she only eats like between 12 and 6, and that's it. Like That's her time span, right? Mm -hmm. 1 and 6, and, that, and that's it. And it's just like, that's my window of eating. Mm. Yeah. We, I met a guy this past weekend. He says he'll go two days fasting. Wow. Some people I've, some people will go like four or five days or a week even. That's like once or twice a yeah. year, though. Just like right. a mental, more of a mental thing than <clears throat> anything. But, yeah, intermittent fasting is really popular now. I've never met a vegan who does it, though. It's usually keto people who do it. Yeah, so that's true. That's when very was, interesting. Like, I'm, I'm like, I always say 90% vegan. But when I was 100%. I saw those way of walking in. Yeah. <laughs> well, all you do coding, man, it's so different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have, they're packed with a lot of stuff. Oh, right? Yeah. The, when I was, I was doing intermittent fasting, like 24 hours, like I would eat for 24 hours and stop for 24 hours, and I was full vegan. It was like, I actually gained weight, so I knew that was not for me. Um, mm. But I tested it. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, you know, I, I like, like, my body feels better when I'm, when I'm doing like heavy weights, when I'm doing a lot of training, when I'm doing sprinting, and I feel like I have mass, and you know, one of the concerns that I had incorporating time-restricted eating, fasting, was, you know, am I going to lose weight? Yeah. Um, but actually, it was the opposite. I, I gained mass because my body was hungry and ready to nourish yeah. myself, and, and it was more efficient, which is counterintuitive. Yeah, we have a... Uh this lady who gets IVs for her gut, and she has really, really horrible digestive tract issues, and 
she gets the IV because obviously the absorption issue is the biggest thing for her, right? She can't eat the food and have it absorbed as well, and so her digestive tract is a, is a prime example of why she won't continue to gain weight, right? Like, but she loses weight, loses a lot of weight because she can't absorb her nutrients. So one of the measurements we started doing with her IVs was, is she holding her weight? And so I asked her, you know, things like, well, how are you going to the bathroom? How do you sleep and all that? She's like, you know, the biggest thing is I'm not losing weight. In fact, I gained a couple pounds. And she's like, do you think it has to do with the IVs? And I was like, well, we're lowering inflammation so your gut can actually absorb and, like you said, be prepared and ready to absorb your nutrients. So maybe that's what's going on. You're actually digesting and absorbing the food you're eating. And I think in that sense, it's weird because usually most people talk about losing weight, right? With her, it's like, no, I need to gain weight in order to, you know, be healthier. And so with most people, it's being comfortable in their own body, right? Not necessarily like, you need to lose 20, you need to lose 30, you can gain 5 pounds. It's more like, if your body's working optimally, then it's going to work better on its own, regardless of what the goals are, right? The idea is just saying, allow the body a chance to actually absorb it, right? And so, gut health is so important. Digestive health is rarely talked about, looked at as just food alone. I had someone email me some labs with Candida, and they got tested for that, and they're like, I think I have this, I guess. So what did they do? They did a food allergy test. Right? They tested 800 things. And I said, so, you know, how are you feeling after that? She says, well, I did this cleanse, and I just removed all that food that I think is inflammatory, and what they said on there, and I feel much better. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, cool. So what did you learn out of this? She goes, I'm just going to eat, like, real healthy food. And I was like, what a, yeah. what a concept. <laughs> <laughs> we can go round and round the circle about, like, you know, how, how complicated you know, solving a problem can be. Yeah. And what ends up happening is it ends up being something usually relatively simple. Yeah. You know, and so I'm always hunting in terms of wellness for the the simplistic answer. Yeah. You know, because I mean just just think about my my physical ailment of my knee. Um it, it wasn't a knee problem, it wasn't um, you know, you, you start thinking about um ligaments, tendons, muscles, nerves, bone, cartilage, but actually it's all it is is lateral strengthening. So it's like I find this this similarity across wellness, which is um, it's probably something simple, and uh, yeah. it's kind of going to be open to what it might be. Yeah, like eat real food. <laughs> well, that's how I many diets have we actually had where people come in here and they're like, have you heard the blood type diet? Have you heard of Whole Thirty? Have you heard of Paleo? Have you heard of keto? Most people are probably already in the known about keto, which is like actually pretty cool. It tells you how far we've come along with diet. Maybe we're just very popular right now. Yeah, I mean it is. Everyone because of the benefits of you know what it does to your overall like hormone balance and your digestive tract, your mental state. I just tell people like eat what makes you feel good, right? I mean if you really think that eating donuts makes you feel good all the time, then by means go ahead and do it. But if you don't feel good and you're tired, and, you know you can't get enough sleep and obviously you're not going to the bathroom, then you got to change it, you know? And so, like, I mean, it's funny because people come in, it's like, I've tried all that. I've tried all that as well. Like, really? How long did you do I did it for a whole month. And I'm like, but that's just the way you eat now. Like, that's, you're not going to change it. Like, think about your diet. How's it, like, you're vegan now. But it's not like saying, well, I'm going to be vegan for, like, six more months. And then I'm going to go back to going to eating all this processed, you know, meat products, right? Yeah. Um, I... I have tried that, and um, my body ended up rejecting it because it, I was, you know, the, the fuel that I was putting in 
was of much higher quality. And it, I think people really notice it when they go back. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, uh, can't do that anymore. And yeah. uh, that's not really giving me the energy uh, at all. So, you know, they, they may have been able to get away with that for a while, but um, once they start treating their bodies better, um, no going back. And that's a great thing. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like your desynthesizer because you've been doing it for so long and you probably were feeling bad, but you don't know the difference because that's just the way you always felt. Like, it happened yeah. with me with the sugar. I can't do much sugar anymore. Like, I still, I do a lot more than, obviously, than none at all. But, yeah. but not, rice, I can't do rice anymore. Like, it's just, it's very inflammatory and I can feel. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's just like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I don't even think rice is one of the worst things out there. It probably isn't, but for me, I can notice how I feel as well. But there's people that have like a fixation. It's a love relationship with food because it goes back to the idea of saying, my mom used to cook this for me when I was younger and it was awesome. Well, the food that she, and even the food she used to cook it with is completely different from what you have now, right? And so like, you know, homemade lasagna back in the day was them, you know, your ancestors probably actually making the pasta themselves, right? Not getting like something straight out of a bag and dropping yeah. it in water and heating totally. it up, right? Like it just doesn't happen. So much less processed. Yeah, and so even then, like, there's that fixation to say, well, I'm never going to give this up. How do I modify it so it can meet my needs, right? So then you say, here's my mom's old lasagna recipe, modified with, you know, tofu or pea protein for the meat, and then it's like, what's well, a diet, you know? dairy-free cheese. I don't like, like that, that stuff, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. But you guys know this is my whole shtick. Like, you need to define what good means, right? Because if you tell people to eat what makes you feel good, someone who eats donuts and pizza and ice cream regularly says, well, that's why I eat them. It makes me happy. Yeah. And they mean they think happy means good. But you need to define, no, how physically do you feel? Yeah. And over time, when they can feel the physical change of eating better food... Then they can figure out what those compromises are. We talked about this on the holiday episode where Baldo's like, yeah, I just eat whatever my family gives me on the holidays because it's a holiday and it's a social thing. Yeah. Um, whereas I will do that sometimes, but I also know if I eat the gluten-filled stuff, I'm going to have a, a hangover the next day, so it's just not worth it for me. So I'll modify as needed. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people who are in that loop of not listening to their body at all and thinking that, food that makes me feel good is just tasty stuff that makes me happier because of the sugar hit and the yeah. dopamine spike from the sugar hit. You know, it's it's a miscommunication, I think, sometimes when people are resistant to health change. They're like, oh, well, this pizza does make me feel good. I'm so happy after I eat it. It's like, no, physically, <laughs> what is happening inside of your body right good. now? <laughs> the doctors say, yeah, eat, eat whatever feels good. <laughs> sometimes you gotta, you got to... Uh, hit rock bottom before you're willing to make the change, before you, the pain is so much that you're willing to make the change. And it's hard because, you know, food and nutrition is so uh, culturally integrated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a, you, know, you get a lot of flack from your family just because you're making a little bit of change. You're not going to necessarily have the, you know, the lasagna with all the amounts of cheese that uh, <laughs> is giving you digestive problems. Right. And that's the thing. You... You realize how good you feel when you actually change it and you say, I'm going to eat a certain way that makes my body function better, right? And so listening to what your body's telling you is one thing, but getting over this love fixation, this emotional connection that we have is so interesting. I, I haven't quite figured it out yet, right? Because 
to tell, I'm honest, to tell Mexicanos to stop eating tacos, you know, it's, it's the hardest thing in the world. It's like telling Italians to stop eating pasta all the time, right? I mean, it's just not going to happen all the time <laughs> until you modify it, right? And when you start doing it, then eventually, like, you can still hold on to your love, your food fixations, and it's just healthier versions. We eat, I know you don't like diet, but we actually eat the, the pizza. The pizza. The pizza version. Oh, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Because yeah. that way it kind of hides the the cheese or whatever that is right there and it tastes like if you just do the cheese by itself I understand what you're well, talking about well <laughs> I just think there's much higher quality cheese out there that's that's for me a vegan okay follow your heart mozzarella ooh that's coconut okay. oil based absolutely effing delicious try it out okay cool what about uh, what do you use for your oils what do you use for like butter substitutes do you do that oh coconut oil is pretty useful um, avocado oil um, oil if I need to, but rarely do I do avocado oil, um, but I try generally because I feel the best doing mostly raw, um, which salads are good. Yeah. You can pack so many things in there. Oh yeah, I'm with you. So, I mean, it's very simple. Get foods that came from nature, if man made it, spit it out, thank you Jacqueline, and you know, try to get some damn exercise and some sun for once, like it's just, it comes down to you. If you haven't if you don't remember what it's like for your bare feet to touch the grass, go walk around barefoot. Now, obviously not in 106 degree heat index, you know that, but like, go do it when you can. And listen to your body. Take care of it. It's the only place you have to live. You know, it's really what it comes down to. And the idea is to say, like, if you don't feel good, do something about it. If you're disciplined enough to sit there and binge a whole freaking show off of Hulu in one weekend, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can learn how to cook your own food for, like, you know, just a few of your dinners. Right? That was a demo reel of, like, the most <laughs> stereotypical motivational... Yeah, cliche, cliche. <laughs> cliches. Into, into, into that right there, so. But uh, this is just an insight, right, of yeah. people who have modified throughout the years and said this is the stuff we're doing now, whether it's veganism, where it's modified veganism, it's paleo, it's keto getting your Slimerita drinks for your mm -hmm. multivitamins, you or know, B12. or getting B12 shots, you know, whatever it is, just seek it out and address your needs. Uh, it doesn't have to be whatever they give you as the first option. There's plenty of options. A place like Austin, if you don't know where to start, look up places in Austin for health and wellness. You'll come across, you know, you'll come across Cryo Body Works and you'll come across MSW Lounge pretty much sitting there talking about turmeric and frankincense and <laughs> CBD oil all day. You know, it's not a bad thing. But, uh... If you want to try cryotherapy, hyperbaric chamber, what else do y'all have there? Uh, we have compression therapy, we have infrared laser therapy, we have an infrared sauna, we have pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. Um, like you guys, we do B12 vitamin injections, we also have CBD oil, Yeah. Um, and we customize different programs for acute and serious conditions. And yeah. we're located at uh, 3501 High Ridge Drive, right off Mopac. Yeah, so you'll see them. Right off of Mopac, yeah. Cryo Body Works, you can't miss them, it's right next to Stack. But go in, it's a place of healing. you created a wonderful place of Thank healing. You. People come in, they talk to Colin and say, hey, I'm ready to start getting healthier, what do I do? And you say, well, the first thing is, and they'll start talking. And that's, that's essentially how it is. Very welcoming. And, uh, you know, get a B12 shot, get a freeze, do... I, the infrared uh, lights, I think, are, are, are really, really cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, too. So the PEMF, uh, we, we had a podcast with... Uh, the EMFs, yeah, with EMFs, yeah, Emilio, just not too long ago. So we're believers in that as well, help all those needs. So yeah. look up uh, Cryo Body Works, come see Colin, 
And then when you're down uh, the street as well, come and see us over here at MSW Lounge. Come get us some burrito and, uh, and then, you know, improve your health. So thank y'all so much for joining. Colin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Peace and love.